What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Blue Room Insight. And it is you know, another episode. It is another episode. The Do number you, at the forty-seven or something like that. I, I don't know. 35. Actually, I think it's in the thirties, maybe forties. Yeah, I've never forties of anything. I haven't really looked. <laughs> to be honest with you, gotta get my uh, opening scene cracked. That was it's not Bud Light. That is not a Bud Light. Yes, more. Mm-hmm. You sure you don't want Darius? I'm all good. Okay. Anyways, Skipper, you want a beer? I'll, put, <coughs> I'll pass. You want to get high? I'll <laughs> pass. <laughs> you want a bump? I don't have that. Smoking a pancake? <laughs> Do you want a Coke? Coca-Cola? All right, just making sure. Well, did you bring a cheer wine? I, it's gone now, but yeah. You didn't bring me a cheer wine? I brought one cheer wine and one Yoohoo. You're... You come into my house, <laughs> and you give Matt the other beverage. Okay, I, in my defense, I gave it to him before I came to the house. We were outside. That is fair. That is fair. Darius, how's your week been? Not good. <laughs> <laughs> Be honest. Yeah, it's tell okay. Us, tell us about that. One. No, you don't have to get into detail. I don't but think it was a. Pl- it's not a pleasant thing to tell. Oh, all right, then never mind. Car breaking down. Misplaced wallet. Misplaced wallet. Misplaced wallet. Check the car. I did check the car. Three checks later, it's in the car. Sounds like a. It does sound like that's exactly how that would go, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Cool, Skipper. What about your your past week? Nothing new. I mean, we had the uh, the lunar eclipse. Yeah, I mean that that was all of our weeks. Yeah, but I'm saying like you and I at least saw it. Matt, did you see it? I didn't. I was asleep at ten. <laughs> I went to bed early last night. I think Darius was too angry to look oh, yeah, at the moon that night. Yeah, no. The moon yeah, has the no. moon has just been blood red for like the last few days. Yeah, I did see it though. Cool. You know, you brought up. I muted it. Our phones. D- did he not? We and his all agree and mute the phone. And his fucking phone is the one that goes off. <coughs> My phone is muted. Nah. Well, your phone's I, broken. Apparently. <laughs> your phone doesn't know what that means. It's like it's connected phone. to something. Yeah. It was, uh. I, want, I don't want to say it's name an alien in case it picks it back up, but. Oh, big. <laughs> what? It's some robot lady. <laughs> That's why I stopped halfway. It's like Cortana. But it's for Samsung. What is that? What is is it called AI? Yeah. What is it? It's called sure. AI. It's Samsung AI. Yeah. What is it it's called? Just Samsung AI. Does it have a name? Not right now. I'm guessing it's like rung off of Cortana. It's like, no, that's Microsoft. Oh. Yeah, so it's like So like this, like our laptops, mine <laughs> your laptops? Katrina. Our laptops have Cortana. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So is the Xbox. Right? Skipper since Bixby. Oh, we've talked about this before. Pick it up when we actually say the name. No, you have to say hey, Bixby. We've talked about this before, but I don't understand the. It's okay. I don't know. He likes. The dog likes this. Yeah, I think the other one's getting jealous, though. And he's gonna start hitting that window, and it's gonna start clinging, cling, cling, cling. But yeah, the the moon was pretty cool. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I, I got out the binoculars to look at it. 
went outside. I did. Not even going to lie to you. Walked all the way around, like, the, the house. Got real dark back there and just looked and occasionally looked in the woods because I kind of started getting paranoid. Like a Bigfoot's going to come out and, like, no, hit you? No, not a Bigfoot. Just a wild dog. Just, yeah, like, the name, that dude's dog. Oh, you mean, like, the eight dogs in the back that probably haven't been fed? Like, <laughs> I mean, they've clearly been fed. They keep living. Oh, yeah, every two days, you know. I think he... Can you just let him out? Goodbye. Yeah, just close that. Don't even... Yeah, just close that. <laughs> Thank you. So... Let's see, is there anything else? Wow. Is there anything else new? I finally got mad in some cool comics. Yeah, those are actually pretty good. Yeah. You guys got that trip coming up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. We got the with, uh, Withville trip. The with, yeah, the Withville. That's coming up. Yep. But that's not why we're here today. Even though, however... <laughs> I mean, it's kind if of you guys close are, to the topic. It is close. What well, kind of is, yeah. Even though I will say... If you guys haven't been watching Skinwalker Ranch, you really need to jump on it. Uh, just don't also, Bigfoot Society has dropped their has now a Patreon level of one dollar. I definitely recommend you guys getting in on that because you get to be a part of the Discord, their Discord, and it's a lot of fun. So, hey Jeremiah, <laughs> but yeah, get on that. I told Matt about it earlier. Yeah, he needs to do it. I'm gonna do it soon. Also, on Wednesdays we talk weird. They also got a Patreon. It's pretty good. Um, Pato, one of the hosts, he talked about a really, really awesome time about filming gay porn, and it was really funny, and I couldn't stop laughing, and it was worth every cent. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. He, he is a film enthusiast, and he got into making films, and that's how he started, because that's somewhat an easier way to start rather than going through other things. Darius is like, I don't even know how to feel about that. Uh, hey, there's no hate. No, I I'm not going to lie. Whenever I really wanted to go into films, I would have fucking done any porn. I don't give a shit. Could have been five guys on one guy. I don't care. I'd have been right in the middle of it. Five too. on one? Yeah. But they, that's a lot of people for one person. <laughs> Tell that to Piper Perry. Skipper's <laughs> <laughs> like, I know exactly who that is. And you're like lighting three cigarettes and got like the other... <laughs> Two going in the. <laughs> they get creative, man. You know, sometimes. Yeah, they all went to art school. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. They most of them did. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like Darius. He wanted to go to art school. No. <laughs> Why not? Because <laughs> you'd be that fifth guy. That one. Jerked off onto. Onto. Yeah, you'd be the cracker. You're you're like the. the and I don't mean that you're racially. Like, you're like the fucking drain. Yes, yep, I'm the drain. <laughs> I'm the one that's underneath you when everything's just falling off. And I'm the one that you and I'm the one that just come just call me the dumpster. You're gonna be the soggy biscuit. The cum dump. The cum dumpster. Alright, we get off topic. This is this is already a pretty uh, R rated episode. It's okay. It gets labeled as explicit. Yeah. So alright guys, so we're, today we are here to talk about Betty and Barney Hill abduction case. Abduction case. So as you guys may know, this is probably the first, well, if not the actual it's, first, but it is the, probably one of the most famous, if not the famous, uh, abduction case. It was on the night of September 19th, 1961, in the White Mountains, 
and Betty and Barney Hill were driving home from Niagara Falls to Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Uh, driving through the night because there was a hurricane, or actually it was a tropical storm later on, uh, which if you guys don't know, my Midwest friends and West Coast friends, tropical storms are, are less, typically less powerful than a uh, hurricane. Um, but it was it was coming at it was coming up the New England area. So, as they were driving through uh, the White Mountains, Betty saw a bright light in the sky. Thinking it could be a shooting star, she was intrigued. She watched as it flew across the sky, and then it suddenly stopped. And Betty watched it as it started moving upward. So then she started thinking, "Oh, what's well, a satellite?" And Betty's father loved the space program and he was really big into that and so he was always out stargazing and uh, looking for early very basically pioneer satellites that were going up into space Um, she actually never got into that with him though so I guess this is kind of like making up for that lost time you know you see something reminds you of one of your parents and you're just like I can kind of understand why they like this Um, when this object got off of its like even course, it ascended towards the moon and stopped. And Betty was most curious. Wee. Uh, Betty wanted Barney to stop, and uh, you know, have a little gander for himself there. Uh, the crafts were taking a very uh, unconventional flat flight pattern, and when it started to change its course, it seemed to be coming in their direction. Um. Barney actually got his binoculars, just like my, me and Skipper did during the moon. It was romantic. But we weren't together, but we were over on the phone together. Even though we lived down the street from each other. <laughs> um, and uh, he was... Uh, he was just looking through the binoculars, and to his surprise, um, he also saw that the the uh, flight pattern was unconventional and then he also saw that there was a light a lighting pattern on this object in the sky that was not like any airline or anything like that so you know that kind of kind of troubled him a little bit Mm -hmm. um but then they continued south towards home as they were driving around indian head a natural rock formation resembling a native american profile they saw a flat disc covering silently above them, about 45 degrees and around 80 to 100 feet above their vehicle. Uh, Barney stopped in the middle of the road and took out the binoculars again. And the and I put this in quotations. The UFO quickly went to the field next to them, uh, well, like next to the road, and resting right above the treetops. As Barney observed, uh, he noticed that it, it was about 60 to 80 feet in diameter, had double row of windows. And when he got closer to it, uh, he noticed that two red lights, uh, basically what how he described it, was kind of like prongs coming out. So like, just think of like a pancake, or cigar shaped even. I saw that mm-hmm. was a thing. But it comes out and just... And then it, they extended and they stretched out towards him. Uh, he even got to look into the window and he saw a group of humanoid beings. So that was pretty interesting. Like, I'm not going to, like, so far that point to me, like, knowing and doing some of this research, Barney definitely seemed as, like, a skeptic. So, him, like, talking about seeing humanoid beings was pretty, like, 
I'm sure for him was pretty jarring. Um, so when he when they first saw it, he even like told her he's like, no, it's just an airplane. It's yeah. this like he kept just going like different lists, like trying to logically explain it because that's what they said was the type of person he was. Right, like he so he right he was a uh, you know he was he was actually a pretty conservatively thinking man. Mm-hmm. Um, got really into everything you know it wasn't he wasn't necessarily open-minded about everything but he also used or at least tried to use science to solve he tried to logically logically explain certain things so and at this time barney actually felt like they were in danger um because this thing is kind of like it followed them and then now it's starting to reach out to him still um they got back into the car and continued going south while driving, the UFO started to follow, like, still again. So this thing is, like, basically just kind of playing with them, in a sense. At, uh, at this point, they start hearing and they feel a, like, rhythmic buzzing tone. Right, so it was like a vibration. Yeah, and they continued without, of like, they just kind of, after that, like, it stopped and nothing happened. And then they continued uh, just driving south, and, but they didn't, like, talk. But then a second series of buzzing hit the car, and then uh, after that they like they just they just drove straight home and they but they got home so much later right. than what they expected because um, it was supposed to be what a five hour trip and then it turned out to be a seven hour trip. I think that's what it was. I mean, it was it was supposed to be a four hour. Okay, four I was gonna say hour. it was either four or five and it turned into seven. I believe it was yeah. seven. So, but at the same time, like, they did seem to stop right. <laughs> here and there. So, I'm, I, you know, I'm just saying. Um, so, the next morning, um, well, re- really, it's the same day at the, at the night because they got in a little later in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, they seemed, they were just super troubled, and Barney didn't really want to talk about it. And Betty ended up getting, I want to say her sister involved. Yeah, she called her sister. Yeah, and... Uh, started like they ended up coming over and they looked at the car and there was actually scratches on the car like little uh, like all the way down to like the paint was gone it was just like the metal mm-hmm. and described as a handful of small circular metallic spots yeah and then uh, also they I want to say that uh, she called a friend who dealt with UFOs, or maybe it was her sister, since you guys were talking about they, it, she had a case. It is her sister. Yes, it was her and sister. they knew a little bit about, uh, like, the magnetism. Mm-hmm. And so they brought a compass out, and the compass, like, would not... They would bring... Way. She brought the compass close to the metallic circles, yeah. and it just started spinning. She'd back it off, and it'd, mm-hmm. you know, oh, even back balance it out. out again, yeah. <clears throat> So yeah, I mean, um, they didn't they didn't really want to go public with it, of what I saw, and then especially Barney. Barney was not like, but he didn't want to get involved at all because it was the '60s and it wasn't. There's a lot of things that he didn't really want to bring attention to, which, you know, it's sad, but it is it it was that time period. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I mean. So that's like kind of their story of, of just that like beginning part, um, just them driving and and then experiencing that. Man, you got anything else to add on? Uh, 
So right after everything happened, they started feeling sick and having nightmares and strange occurrences. Barney started having mental illness. His uh, he actually took a leave of absence from work because he had he started developing high blood pressure and then he started feeling paranoia. Right. And uh, so eventually, they came to a hypnotist, which skipper. Well, that's oh, a little, we're we're well, jumping that's a straight there. Yeah, no, we're not gonna. I don't okay, know. We're, we're not gonna jump straight. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Betty, like, she started getting really curious about stuff. Um, so she took, you know, just went out of her own way, and uh, she checked out a book called *The Flying Saucer Conspiracy* by Major De- uh, Donald uh, Kehoe, which, if any of you guys are into like uh, UFO stuff from like. The 60s and 70s, 50s, 60s, 70s, the late 50s. Um, Kehoe kind of shows up a little bit in that. And that is because he's the director of NICAP. Now, NICAP is the National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena. And it was founded in 1956. It is a nonprofit corporation. And to most people, it was unknown. Uh, but the book would be the start of like a formal investigation and she you know this is when she started she would write letters and she actually wrote letters to Walter Webb and Major Kehoe but uh, around 10 days after the UFO event and you can that's just about a rough estimate on that uh, Betty did start having those nightmares about an abduction and when she woke up, she actually would write them down on, an, on a notepad. But for the most part, uh, she did l- keep that all to herself until about four weeks after the encounter on October 21st, 1961, uh, scientists from NICAP was investigating the case. So, yeah. And uh, Walter Webb, he was the main interviewer, and he individually and together... Uh, interviewed them and it was for about a six hour period so the letter itself was sent to Kehoe right through a series of events apparently it just ended up in the hands of Walter Webb right now I do want to say this real quick before we jump there because I did I actually did forget this um she actually, because she was going through the different air force bases around and she actually did contact Project Blue Book which obviously, whenever I was researching it, I was kind of wondering. I was like, "When is, you know, when's the uh, big Heineck going to come up in here and and do some stuff?" Well, this is um, this was their their uh, record card uh, regarding the New Hampshire sighting, and it is Project Blue Book one zero zero seven three. Number one is a date twentieth September sixty one. Location, Lincoln, New Hampshire. Uh, date, time group, basically 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh, time observation, ground visual, air intercept radar. There were no photos. The source was civilian, and the length of the observation was about 30 minutes. There was only one object, and the course, it just says, uh, and I'm sure that's just north. Um Brief summary of sighting. Continuous bands of light, cigar-shaped at all times despite changes of direction. Wings seem to appear from the main body, described as a V-shaped and red lights on tips. Later, wings appeared to extend further. 
appeared about 45 degrees, varied direction abruptly, and disappeared to the north. Comments, both radar and visual sightings are probably due to conditions resulting from strong inversions which prevailed in area on morning of sighting. Actual source of light viewed is not known, but is all the characteristics of an advertising searchlight. Radar probably was looking at some ground target due to strong inversion, no evidence indicating objects were due to other natural causes. Now, whenever all this happened, they actually recorded on radar, like blips, yeah. and they're off of radar. Right. So that was kind of going on to it. Um, conclusions. Optical condition, uh, later changed to inversion, later changed to insufficient data. All crossed out and written in longhand on the original card. Aircraft, balloons, airships, etc. And then just blank. So that night they actually picked up something was there, but they said that the readings were too weak, that it could have really been anything or right. just an error. All right. So uh, other observation due to unusual optical condition resulting from atmospheric conditions. Evaluating of source reliability. Probably good. Uh, analysis and conclusion, both the radar and visual sightings are probably due to conditions resulting from the strong inversion which prevailed in Lincoln, New Hampshire area on the morning of the sighting. The actual source of light viewed by the witnesses who reported the visual sighting is not known, but it has all of the characteristics of an adver yeah, advertising searchlight. The radar probably was looking at some ground target due to the strong inversion. There is not evidence which would indicate the objects in the sightings were due to other natural causes. So, I'm going to go ahead and say, and Project Blue Book threw this out the window almost immediately, which is totally understandable. Um, but I did, I, I actually, like, whenever I was learning, like, seeing that, I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like, I really did not, yeah, like, expect any of that. Um, and then Pease Air Force Base was actually really interested, uh, also in the Hills UFO encounter. So they also took down um, a report, and they just call it the, the Hill Report. And this was on September 21st and the 22nd, uh, which they, I'm not gonna say the whole thing again, but it, it was basically, uh, a weather inversion and Jupiter being like an optical condition or yeah. anything like that. Um, other than that, uh, the other thing was about valleys and just cooling of the valley a little faster than the rest of the area. So, you know, just almost identical to Project Blue Book. So, but yeah, uh, that is how, that is where that went along to. Uh, I was actually kind of surprised, honestly, that... Fun little fact I learned yeah. about Peace Air Force Base. Yes. Um, in 1958, the 509th Bomb Wing mm -hmm. uh, was restationed there, and they had previous, previously been stationed in uh, Roswell. Yeah, that's the atomic bomb, right? I believe so. Yeah. Right? 509th is the atomic wing, or the atomic division? And in 1990, they ended up moving to a place... Uh, Whitman in Missouri. Okay. Which then itself became a hotbed for UFO activity. Huh. You know, I didn't know about the 509 being there. And in a really weird way, that kind of... It does things, for, like, my conclusion, yeah. personally. Um, but, yeah. So, 
I guess after uh, the interview, Skipper, the rest is kind of yours with the interview. And then that's it. The web doing yeah. interviews and then the hypnosis. Um, so hypnosis. The hypnosis took place in uh, 1964. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so this was three years right. after the incident. Right. Um, where'd it go? Um, where'd it go? Um, this was after a lot of prodding on the part of Betty to get Barney to go to, like, therapy and, like, Brent. Whatnot because he had been physically and mentally unwell since the incident. Right. He'd been sober for, I think it said, 10 years up to this point. Right. And after the incident had begun excessively drinking again. Right. Uh, so in 64, finally got around to uh, hypnosis to try to unlock the hidden memories or suppressed memories. Uh, so... Barney began to tell the story as he remembered it. Um, uh, he, he described the encounter with a strange craft in the sky. Uh, the inhabitants were... Uh, I got you. Vaguely humanoid. Huh? Uh, shiny black clothes. One of them, had, uh, one of them described uh, having a scarf on. And they also had, like, shiny black hats as well. So the way you described it was, it was, yeah, it was all just shiny black uh, outfits, and they all had cloaks on, like you said. I do know that he did describe the aliens to move like Nazis. I didn't know about that. Yeah, he said that they moved. Which might have been suppressed memories from his time in World War II. Uh, well, he only served, what, three years? Uh, it was long enough to have his teeth blown out by, by a grenade. grenade. Right. It was long enough. It's never said. It's like, hold on there. So even if he hadn't seen, the, like, too much action, he knew what he's Nazis been, he's looked right. like. He's been through a lot. You're right. Never said it was an enemy grenade. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, that's sad, but it does happen. Friendly fire happens all the time. They look a lot like humans wearing uniforms close to that of Nazis. There it is. Why why couldn't I find you earlier? Um, uh, And then their actual, like, physical bodies, uh, very small, slanted eyes. Uh, He also goes on at length about how they communicated telepathically. Uh, which goes directly against Betty's own description of the uh, beings, uh, which changed throughout the years as she would recount the events over and over. I mean, do you think they could have just, you know, communicated differently with Barney? Um, so one thing that Betty did say is that when the abduction happened, mm-hmm. um... Barney was unconscious and she remained conscious throughout. Right. And so I'm not entirely sure how that works out, like how his memories work, like how it do. Right. So with 
with that, so in one of the interviews, it said, through the hypnosis sessions, it said, he said that he kept his eyes closed because he said the man told him to keep his eyes shut. I guess telepathically told him to keep his eyes shut, and Barney complied because he said, as long as I don't cause any trouble, we'll be all right. And so basically, do you want me to just go ahead and talk about the whole abduction, or you want you got more? Um, I was just gonna say, and during the entire like hypnosis session, right? Um, Barney seemed very like agitated, very stressed the entire time. And Betty just, she seemed to be having fun with it. Like, very relaxed, just kind of happy. Uh, it, it was described that, uh, like a, she was talking about it like some friends that she hadn't seen some times in some time and remembers fondly. <clears throat> I do know that, uh, or at least like going through some stuff, at least in the book, which I'm just going to let you guys know, I read Captured. Uh, the Betty and Barney Hill UFO experience from the late great Stan Friedman and Kathleen Martin, which I think Kathleen is actually the niece of Betty. Um, yeah, she is. But the uh, their hypnotic actually recalled or is uh, to be consistent. So it seems like the hypnosis stories were consistent, but they didn't match up with the dreams that she was having while she was trying to describe right. her. So she was like describing her dreams which was of the event and they were not aligning with yeah. the actual hypnosis but the hypnosis part stayed relatively consistent throughout the time of uh, of, of those I guess I don't know appointments yeah, or session, yeah there was a lot um, so with those hypnotic sessions he did them separately and together and both of them basically told their side of the story of how they were how it all happened. So, how Betty remembers it is, well, actually, how both of them remember, is Betty got scared while they were sitting in the car, and when he stopped, she got out and tried to run in the woods, but she was intercepted by uh, two of the uh, creatures or the beings. And Barney was still at the car, and he stepped out, and two more came up and intercepted him. And so. Two, one of the main features, physical features that stood out after the abduction was that Barney's shoes were very scuffed up. Right. So Bar- Barney remembers that the guy told him, of course, close your eyes, don't, you don't want to see anything, and they drug him to their ship through the rocks and stuff. Like He could feel his shoes just hitting the rocks as they drug him, and that's how his shoes got scuffed up. And... Actually, heard of two different ways her dress got ripped. One was when they got her, she tried to fight back or kick him, and when she kicked, her the hem ripped at her leg. And then the other one was when she was in the ship. The um, so she had, I'll get to that. So when they both got in the ship, they were separated in two separate exam rooms, and. Barney still had his eyes closed. He went to one and she went to the other. And there was one one of the beings he called the examiner. And he told her to take off her dress. Because he tried to... He didn't know how to work a zipper. So he tried fiddling with it, didn't understand it. 
And the other account of Howard just got ripped was he tried, like, ripping it. Like, he thought that was a zipper and he ripped it. That was the other account of Howard just got ripped. Um, yeah, I heard about that part. Yeah. It, it kind of boggles my <clears throat> mind to think that an alien race so advanced. I mean, they must be dealing with Velcro. <laughs> like, that's how I think of it. Like, zippers are like just the, uh, magnets, Velcro. You with a chance of meatballs to spray on them. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so while she was in the exam room, well, both of them recounted this, that they had a tool. They said it was like a stylus or something, and they were laying down on their stomachs, and they went down their back with it, counting each vertebrae, like trying to find it, counting, counting each vertebrae with the stylus that they had. And... Continue. <laughs> and... Basically, they had the same examinations where they counted the vertebrae. They took skin samples, checking the mouth, they took saliva samples and all that. But Betty had it where she saw the examiner pull out a needle. And she said it was the biggest needle that she ever saw. And she looked at the leader and she said, it's just a simple test. And like she said, the leader and the examiner said, it's just a simple test. You won't feel anything. And so the examiner inserted the needle into her navel. And boy, was that wrong. <laughs> and she said that was the worst pain she's ever felt. And actually, during the recording of the hypnosis, she started crying and hysterically talking. Which did happen several times right. with Betty. They had to cut several sessions early because she would, while talking about the incidents, would start breaking down. Right. So do you guys think that, like, with this, like, one with just hypnosis in general, well, what do you guys believe in hypnosis? I, personally, I'm skeptical, but however, I had somebody I worked with, his name was Seth, he uh, got hypnotized at the fair. Yeah. And he said that, like, it was real. Hmm. He, like, he didn't know what happened. At a friend, actually, also, it was at the, the, the uh... Cape Fear Fair. Yeah, yeah. At the Cape Fear Fair and Expo. So it was there. And um, he, uh, he like, we were just there and then he got picked up from the crowd. And, right, because, you can go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, and then the next thing you know, he like went up there and he like comes back. He goes, I had, I had no control of my body. I was like, did you like, because like, I was like, oh, this shit's fake. <laughs> like, I was like, he was, like, predetermined, like, you know, like, he was chosen, and, like, maybe he, like, like, maybe I didn't notice him going off somewhere or something. So, what he, what Seth told me about was, because Mackenzie actually was with him when they went, right. and she was telling me that only certain people could get chosen, because he said that, I think he did the hand test, to where if he told you, like, to move your hand or whatever, or keep it still, like, right. one would lift or whatever, and he would pick... A certain amount of people that he said it was like the easily influenced that only could be hypnotized like only certain people could be hypnotized right and so he went up there and like you said he he was conscious of everything but he couldn't control his body right no that's really weird when you think about it too I mean it would make sense that the easy like the right I mean look at you know today's people I mean there's conspiracies that there's frequencies in our music. There's frequencies in, like, all this other shit going on that's, like, controlling you to, like, what you watch, what you listen to, how you react, all that kind of stuff. And then you have people that are, like, kind of on the edge of it that, like, 
in a sense, are the conspiracy theorists and that they kind of think like, no, this is like, you know, they go their own way. They go their own route. Uh, sometimes it's harder and, yeah, they seem weird because they're not all in with the, uh, the cool kids. But like, you can see these big trends happening. Like maybe there is more to it than just like, oh, it's a trend. Cause I mean, like, you know, we've all been through trends. Right. Like there's a point in your life where you don't even give a fuck about trends anymore, right? Or or you never did, or you just couldn't afford it. Like, realistically, I feel like that was a pretty big thing. But you start realizing, like, I don't know, like, especially with today's music and, and uh, actors and actresses, like, it just seems like the conspiracy that there's a, a new world order is, like, so huge right now. Like, even uh, Mike Myers has that new TV show that's like even on it and then uh, it's all over TikTok like all the time um, about like the Illuminati and the whole one eye thing and which I'm not I don't necessarily know if I believe in the Illuminati but like I I use Illuminati for like the lack of better term of a new world order just because everybody knows and kind of understands what that is for the most part but I mean do you think it would have been easier to hypnotize or manipulate people in the 50s and 60s also like I think that depends on the person really or do you think like like sometimes do you ever think of those like scares like McCarthyism and like all that shit like do you think that like red scare do you think that was a way to weaken in a sense our our mind and then just like today all the bad news that happens every fucking day Especially this past week. I mean, look at all the shootings that happened. Look at all the uh, negative, just the negativity that's been happening. The war over in Europe now. Like, all this all this weird stuff, right? That, like, you would think that we would be over. But it seems like, you know, like Dave Chappelle said, space shuttle is blowing up every day. So, I wonder if that's a way to weaken our mind. Or is that too deep? Is that going down too much of a rabbit hole? Mm-hmm. Well, you gotta think of like, um, kind of like that, in a sense. You know? We're gonna say that. Yeah, I will. I will wait because I want you to say it. But yeah, just because that's been your thing so far. Well, it's kind of like, I guess you remember the War of the Worlds, where it caused mass panic. Right. When he, when Orson Welles, uh, read it over the radio. And people believe that it was actually happening. Right. But it is crazy, like, when you think about that. Like, like we're such a hive mind. <laughs> right. And it's insane. And it makes me really think of um, the quote from Men in Black. From, uh, what did he say? He said, people are dumb. <laughs> I, I, I gotta look it up. Hang on. People are dumb when they are dummies. When they are dumb, yes. Individuals yeah, are smart. Are, people are, are dumb. dumb. Oh, yeah, that's there you go. That's strange. Because people can cause mass hysteria. And like, oh, this, is ha- this happened. Right. This was said, and that was said, and this was said, and that was said. Yeah, but it does sound weird, uh, the hypnosis part. A, per- a person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. Hmm. That's what I'm doing. We do get crazy. <laughs> that is for sure. But yeah, so... I mean... 
But it seems like both of them were under hypnosis. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've heard of. I've heard of. I mean, I don't know. Like when you try to even think about like. So like easy, even like easy influenced and weak minded, are still pretty different in a sense. So, but you don't want to. Even then, you don't have to be weak minded or easily influenced. You just have to be willing to have it happen. Okay, so that's what I was going to say. Like, what if you're just willing to let your body, to, like, give that up? Like, I'm saying, like, I mean, overall, like, I do think, I, I believe in hypnosis, and I believe it in for other reasons, but, like, that we will get into later. But for me, like, I do think, like, a normal civilian kind of go into, like, that, like, a, what would they be called, a hypnotic... Hypnotist. Why did I say that? That was stupid. A hypnotist. Um, if you would go to a hypnotist and you're like willing and you're, it's all consensual and all that stuff, and you're giving up your mind and your body, like is, I guess they they would be, you know, that would be their skill. That's their trait. So I, I guess it would be probably easy for them to break into like your mind and get what they need out. I think you just have to be in that relaxed state enough to be able to just it's pretty crazy when you think about it like i wonder what like, it's almost even it, like it's get not out. just consciously but you also have to i guess subconsciously be willing to let go you're yeah that's it's kind of sounds scary like, which is get like, out <laughs> literally like get out but doesn't that like i mean doesn't that kind of sound scary to you guys to like Subconsciously be able to, because I mean, think about your subconscious always basically. Imagine Inception, but you're awake. I don't want to. I mean, that's just an acid trip. <laughs> First of all, but I don't know, man. That sounds to me hypnosis. I feel like could be pretty scary. I guess depending on the situation, and then having to recount all those horrors. That's like what movie was it? The Fourth Kind. Where they did that? The hypnosis? I've, I've oh, you never seen that? No. It's pretty good to have it. We should definitely watch it. Not tonight, though. <laughs> Not tonight. But yeah, uh, go ahead. Pick up from wherever somebody was left off on the hypnosis. So it was right, right, right at the navel thing, right? Yep. Um, so she also remembered that as soon as she like, screamed out in pain, that the, uh, the leader came to her and put his hands over her face... He's saying you'll no longer feel pain, and sure enough, she stopped feeling the pain right then. But after after she said she could still feel it being sore, right where the needle is, and she asked him, she said, "Well, what were this simple test and all that?" She said it was a pregnancy test, huh? And she told him, "This isn't a pregnancy test for where we come from yet." <laughs> she had like a full conversation yeah. with this guy. Of this being, um, so that was not a commonly used. Uh, I'd say commonly. Right. Let me back up. That was not a met a pregnancy test they did at the time, but right. it did become a standard standard procedure uh, about ten years later. Oh, okay. Well, and still occasionally done, but we have better ways of doing it now. Right. So. Any more on the hypnosis? Did they get any? Um, uh, that was from like the whole abduction. That's so a few months before, 
uh, I think it was, no, sorry, a couple weeks before uh, their sessions started, um, some science fiction shows had aired, mm-hmm. um, which uh, may or may not have influenced the uh, descriptions of the aliens in their uh, hypnotic state. Uh, they both claimed to have not seen the shows, but they do bear a striking resemblance to what was described. Uh, so the like slanted big eyes uh, closely resemble the alien creatures in an episode of Outer Limit called the Bolero Shield. Here's a picture for everyone. Except for the audience. Yeah. <laughs> and the black suit, black Nazi-like suits were used in an episode of uh, the Twilight Zone called Black Leather Jackets, which is right there. Uh, and again, they said they hadn't seen them before. We don't know. Just interesting coincidence of the timing. And they also, one of the movies was Invaders from Mars that came out in 1953. Great movie. And one of the um, main things with that was that a needle was stuck into the navel in that, of somebody in that movie. And so now it comes, I guess, to a point of are they describing things that happened to them? Are they describing things that they uh, saw? Yeah. That they like, ha- has this been co- has this commonly happened, and it's been portrayed in many instances of media, or are they just taking what they've seen and incorporating it into yeah, there? I mean, it takes it again to where sometimes whenever you think of. Uh, Movies, in a sense. So, like we were talking about earlier, like encounter, close encounters of the third kind. Mm-hmm. Um, they people literally say like that whole ending and stuff that was that that actually happened, that was real, um, and that was like the government basically explaining it. Now, however, after that movie comes out and say somebody goes out and says it, and they look back at that movie, they're gonna be like, well, they just described the ending of. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. So it's like, oh, it's a movie. Well, I feel like sometimes, especially with, like, definitely in film, um, I could see it kind of... It's almost like, in a sense, like, propaganda. Like, it's set up there for you to kind of, like... Like, deception. Like, on the end of... If Matt says that this happened, we're like, oh, well, we saw that in a movie... It's just bad on him. Yeah, like he thinks we're gonna we're gonna think that he's lying the whole time. So it's just like also in the case of like you know Mothman and um, the uh, the Batman villain and like all that kind of stuff. Like that was even though that came after Mothman. And I mean, there's just a whole bunch of like random things that I guess you could say aliens was or really like extraterrestrials. That was such a big thing. 
I mean, it still kind of is, but like movie wise, that was sci-fi. So it was everywhere. I mean, you could turn the channel and, and the, the thing is, is also with the Twilight Zone and the, the uh, Outer Limits show, like that could have been on the, somewhere in the background and they couldn't, they didn't even have to see it, but it's there. It's like their brain kind of picks up glimpses of it here and yeah. there and then they dream about it or, you know, maybe the 509th uh, bomb squad being there. Maybe the atomic radiation had more, you know, just them being there with something. Maybe maybe we didn't exactly take care of radiation like we should have been. Or maybe well, we, we didn't. I know, but I'm saying, like, maybe that stuff affected a greater area while you had a live uh, warhead with you. You know what I mean? Like, maybe there was just some things that we just didn't understand or didn't give a fuck about. Like, all in all. But... Yeah, like, when it comes out of that, that, that becomes a really weird scenario because it's like, okay, did they actually see this, or... And then they dream everything. Or is it because of things like the Twilight Zone? Right. Um, what was I going to say? <laughs> Good one, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, so what if they just dreamt everything and, and like, maybe in alternate reality... They got so dubbed by aliens? So, I guess if, like, multiverses are right. real, then, like, I suppose there has to be a multiverse where aliens are real. Right. Right? So then that would make <laughs> it weird. When they dreamed about it, they dreamed about their self in a different universe getting abducted by aliens. Right. But if that was the case, then... Well, I mean, no, it wouldn't matter. Because once you get into multiverses and stuff like that, it, everything becomes... Everything is... Ever, like, everything is possible. And and it already is happening. So it's like... Because I was going to say, okay, well, that would take out the idea that aliens are um, multidimensional, but then it doesn't. Because then there's a universe with aliens that are multidimensional, and they can jump through. Like, it, it's such a mess. Isn't that multidimensional. Right. So it's such a messy thing. Then there's a universe that's just... There's 4D and 5D, <laughs> and there's a universe that probably already knows light speed, and like, I don't know, things get crazy when you start bringing that stuff in. But yeah, so there was, so after like all the hypnosis stuff, um, well, I guess before that, we should probably mention about Barney's death. Right. Uh, you wanted me to talk about it? Yeah. Okay. Um, I have it here somewhere. Um, like I said, his uh, health had been pretty much deteriorating since the incident. Right. Um, high blood pressure. Habits. Uh, Cigarettes. Yeah. The, All that stress. The, the whole lot of stuff. Um, he did end up having a couple minor surgeries to remove some warts around his genitals. Yeah, HPV? Sure, I don't know. I mean, if it's around it, um, wouldn't that be on it? It doesn't matter. It's still HPV. Okay. I, I actually did not know about that case. <laughs> no, that, that was That's a thing. You didn't have case. to throw him under the bus there, Skipper. He's, you know... He's long dead. I know. That's why he didn't have to do that. Oh, he was in the military. What are you trying to say? Overseas. What are you trying to say? 
overseas. Like, you know he fought in World War II, so we could do this podcast. He got HPV, so we could... And there was... I, he may not have that. HPV. It was rumored that he had started developing an ulcer before all of this, right. but there were no substantiated, like, claims of that until after the incident. Ulcers are weird. They just said ulcer. Like a stomach ulcer? It, it said ulcer. So I, what if he got herpes in it? Okay. <laughs> okay, there. So what if he... I mean, it just says an ulcer. The things they used were kind of harsh, you know? Right. You know, okay, but what if what if something happened? Yeah. So when did he have that removed? What? The warts? Yeah. I'm not These assholes that. probably knew about it, and they probably didn't do anything about it. Like, oh, he's going to develop it soon. You know, it's yeah, all good. Right. No, I was going to say, what if he... Um, just yeah, a couple years. months after <laughs> the adoption. That's why they let him go. <laughs> was there... Did it say when he... He, he developed did. and had them removed after, after the Okay, I was going to say, so maybe there was something... Free from the aliens. Because... Right, that's what I was going to say. Like, maybe something happened up there. When he got back from the abduction, he was kind of obsessed with checking it out down there. Like, they got back, they cleaned, and then he felt, like, compelled to, like, check out his region. So he did... So one of the theories was the side effects of, um... I can't think right now. What is it? Radiation? No. Uh, Let me put you to sleep. Hypnotism? No. Anesthesia. Fine. Sorry. That side, one of the, side effect of anesthesia. Right. Is Early it, side effect or still side effect? Side, just in general. Yeah. Because he they said he had a tonsillectomy like a week or a couple a couple weeks beforehand, which wouldn't make sense, but that's what brought it up. Hmm. That's so. Wait. So a side effect. Of that is is it's worse. The deliri- no, not okay. The not I was the like, worst. wait a minute. The deliri- deliri- well, we were ta- I was like, the hell? I was like, deliri- I've never fucking heard of that shit before, man. I was literally about to be like, are you talking about your ass again? <laughs> just like no. the time with the iguanas, and <laughs> I'm just sure that one was that was real. real. It was real. Uh, Neither. But that was one of the things because I was thinking if he had if he had surgery with the warts I didn't know about, then it would have been sooner than the tonsillectomy. So it could have had... What? No, the warts was after the surgery. Well, or after, sorry, right, after right. the abduction. That's right. Sorry. So, that's where you gotta, like, yeah. think. Can I have a water? Yeah. Matt, you want a beer? No, I'm good. <laughs> Are you sure that's all you want there? Yeah, that's all I want. You sure? Yeah. Anyway, getting back, I finally found what I was looking for. Well, it's about fucking time. Um, Maybe seven and half organizing your shit. I probably should... Um, taste of the pines. About seven and a half years after uh, the incident, he died of a cerebral hemorrhage. Huh. Poor guy. Onset by high blood pressure and compounded by his alcoholism. Why are you guys looking at me? <laughs> that was a real personal there. Literally, everybody just stopped doing what they were doing. I mean, I saw a flash from the TV. Stared That's what at I was me. At. The TV's not even on. Yeah, yeah I, I know. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Darius? What? What, you got a problem with me? I have no problem. You gave me water. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, exactly. I drink tons of water through the day. You drink electrolyte water. I do. I ju- <laughs> I, <laughs> it's, just not, it's what the plants crave. 
Electrolytes. I had the cucumber Gatorade today. How was that? Sound it's not, it's yeah, not that good. Say. You should just make uh, just nor, your own. Do lemon cucumber water. Put it in the pitcher. That shit's good. Yeah, it has electrolytes. You get your, in it. You get your water bottle with the little. Cucumber. What do you mean? I don't, I don't like cucumber water. It's fucking it's not crisp and refreshing. And no, it is good, but the cucumber. Gatorade one is not good. It's better by itself. Cucumber? It is cucumber water. Cucumber or water, separate. <laughs> <laughs> but like and a, the cucumber, it's together. Cucumber, full of water. And it's different. But it is both. If I want the cucumber flavor, it's going to be in the cucumber. But isn't cucumber flavor just water? It's a mint water. I'm just it's, a, it's a mint water. Anyway, is it not? It's mint water. It's mint water. Mint water. It's tropical mint, bro. It's tropical mint. <laughs> that, it's, it's not as it's not as cool. It's warm. <laughs> warm mint. It's warm mint. That sounds so horrible. That's cucumber because it's tropical, even though it's not tropical. <laughs> it's like a, it does it has like a tropical vibe to it, you know. Cucumber. Just because I'm saying a Jamaican accent doesn't mean make it tropical. Like coke. Come on, man. What about coke? What about it? I didn't say coke. What, said, what the fuck about it, Darius? I said, come on. You want to do it? Come on. Come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. Where were we? Oh, his death. We're talking about crispy water. <laughs> hey. Right? And it hydrates you crispy. No, that's spicy water. Dude, you that know, is spicy water. You know that makes, you know that makes Sprite great? Do they? Yeah. Is it delicious? It's like Sprite, but it's great. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it is delicious. Still gotta try the yes. cranberry Guys, one. hold on, wait. I know this is getting off topic some more, but you know how I just bought the Evil Dead game? Okay, which, by the way, we all gotta get into, because it's fucking amazing. Second, so I was watching Ash vs. Evil Dead the other night, because I restarted that a few weeks ago, and it, I just got to season two again, and Kelly was, like, hitting a soda machine... I didn't notice it the first time. Who, who is Kelly? Don't worry about it, because you've never seen the show. She's uh, the girl that follows like Ash. the second girl. Okay. Like, the main... Yeah, she's, like, the main person. It's uh, her Kelly, her brother, Pablo... Or her and her friend, Pablo, and, Pablo uh, and Ash. Ash, who's yeah. also known as Jefe. Ash and I have that together. <laughs> Anyways, she's punching a, a soda machine, which she's calling Pop Machine, because it's up north. And that's what I used to call it until I moved here, which is fucking weird to think about. Um, can you guys guess what brand it was? Fago. Yeah. It was a fucking Fago machine. And she fucking took this cop, put him up against it, and it finally vented out like a Fago. And I was like, I never realized that the first time. And it made me laugh because, you know, I like Fago. And that was my story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back to Barney. No, we're done with him. He died. Okay. Oh, okay. He's well, croaked. Rest in peace. Wow. He died. I mean, that's it. So she died in 2003, though, didn't she? Okay, well. 2004. Well, spoiler alert. Fuck, Darius. <laughs> Sorry. I just skipped like not 40 or 30 years. What happened in between? So, the, yes. That's a lot of seasons. Here we go. Season. We're getting into those seasons. Okay. Alrighty. It's so, like season 8 and season nine. Was it 9 seasons of 70 show? It's like the last two. You still know, got the main character. About it. I have no it's idea sad. what's going on. That's seventy show. It's, yeah. You got like the main character gone, and then they Don't, try to replace the last season's pretty good. It's just sad. 
So I'm not going to say it's pretty good. The last episode was I don't like decent. the new guy that much in it. Nobody did. No one did. He was cute, I guess. but Not, not that cool. So he, he he was, you know, trying to pull in the... He's the no new, Eric. Well, Eric wasn't like... Eric, yeah, you know, when you think about it, I wonder if Eric is the reason why chicks like, like the nerdy guys today. You know what I mean? I don't know. Because you know how that's like a thing now? Uh. Nerdy chicks? Matt, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. Fucking Darius is in their shit. Too, so. <laughs> it could be. It could be all the other stuff. You're right, like Nathan Fillion. Yeah, and and uh, what's his name? Uh, fucking the mummy. Uh, Brendan Fraser. Fraser. But you have think the girls nowadays weren't born when half that stuff came out. I wasn't born. You don't have to. She came out in 99. Stop. I wasn't alive yet. Please stop. I like remember going to Blockbuster to get the mummy. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Anyways, I remember when the third one came out. The heroine? The Tom. <laughs> the heroine. <laughs> what the fuck? What'd you say? I said the the tomb of the the tomb of the, the Tom. Tom. The tomb the third of the one. Tom. We remember the third one with the fucking um, the Scorpion King. I'm no, just joking. Not, <laughs> no. The third one where it's like um, yeah, that was like they had the Yetis in it and all that. The Dragon Emperor. Yeah. The Dragon Emperor. I remember that one. I'm just fucking with you. Cool. I need to rewatch them. But we started it and never finished it. The Mummy. I remember the actual Scorpion King ago. movies. No, we were watching watch all those. Scorpion King movies? I watched them for a couple years. One, two, three, four, five. How many Scorpion? I think it's like six. Too many. It's like Fast and Furious. I'm fucking going. But except. It just stopped at one. Shit. <laughs> well, that's The Rock's first that's movie. That's The Rock right? and. Um, yeah, that was fucking terrible. got, uh, what's his name? Big guy. The Rock. No. Big, big guy, Vin Diesel. John Coffey from mm-hmm. Green Mile. I can't think of his name. I can't think of his name. Poor guy. Anyways, all right, let's go. All right, this is the things that were in between. Big uh, deaths. Yeah. I, I don't have much. Okay, cool. Yeah, they, so They had four of them. It, the last one. She, she kind of went off the deep end at some point. Right. Scorpion. I mean, she was lost. But we'll we'll jump to um, what are you guys? Let me see. Um, in '75, the interrupted journey got turned into a TV. Uh, oh, sorry, TV film. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. But uh, starring bad. James Earl Jones. Oh, really? Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Let me go on Amazon real quick. The movie's called The UFO Incident. Yeah, you keep searching up. Uh, you keep talking. And aired. Uh, <laughs> About 14 years after the original incident. Um, uh, da, da, da. Let's see. I'm trying to figure out anything else that happened in between the time. Okay, so they don't have a Blu-ray. <laughs> what? The UFO incident. Oh, yes, they do have a Blu-ray. You know what other they have? What? Would you stop fucking showing me that? You said you know what else has to do. <laughs> Dude, I might buy this right uh, now. Betty died in 04 from... It just says cancer. It doesn't specify what kind of How cancer. are you just going to... I have watched... Because I, I couldn't find anything else. <clears throat> I have watched the second Scorpion King. It's not good. Why are we I still in Scorpion it's King? We're past the... Oh, the so the UFO incident on Blu-ray isn't released yet. It comes out June 14th, 2022. Mm. 
Oh, I'm pre-ordering this right now, and guys, in the future, next month. We're watching James Earl Jones. We're watching James Earl Jones. I'm pre-ordering it right now. Nice. So it'll be on Blu-ray, and then we'll watch it, and we can talk about it. Darius will probably fall asleep, but that's okay. Yep. All right. Yep. All right, so I guess then we should go talk about uh, the fun things about the maps that really kind of uh, yeah, put the story, like, yeah. for me, it really makes the story the most interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Well, maybe not. There's a lot. Especially when you're, like, reading, and I also watched, like, that documentary, and I watched a video with Carl Sagan. Yeah, this, uh, yeah, I actually watched the thing with Carl Sagan, too, actually, about this stuff, and he, uh, tried to, his publisher tried to sue them. Because he used his name. I think it was on the, uh... uh here's the video I watched. It was on a book. It was on the Zeta Reticuli incident. And it's it's only 35 pages, but it's $25. And I just couldn't... I just couldn't spend that. 50 cents. <laughs> on that. Alright, what are you about to do? Is he about to tell me about how the Earth's round? <laughs> like, He's only talking about the star map. Yeah, but okay. Well, wait. Does it contain? Does it do anything realistically with this, or does it just talk about the star map? Um. So pretty much what he ends up talking about is, as you can see, there's the map she drew and the one that got recreated. Oh, so later this is on. actually this is and then, this is it. Like, so he actually talks specifically about them. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Play it. Take it back wherever it needs to go. Ladies and gentlemen, or at least this is their story. <laughs> now, believers find this account compelling, or at least plausible, chiefly because of the alleged star map. Here's what Betty Hill said. It I like how he says like. cheaply. Now, why would anybody take this seriously? Because here is a real map, widely publicized by UFO enthusiasts, of 15 selected nearby stars, including the sun, as seen from one particular vantage point in space. This map includes stars that were first cataloged several years after Betty Hill recalled what she says she saw in the alien ship. Her map required, we are told, information that was not then available on the Earth. There is a resemblance between the two maps, but that's mainly because the lines corresponding to navigation routes have been copied from the Hill map onto the real star map. If we were to substitute some other set of lines for the hill lines, we find that the eye suddenly is biased against uh, seeing any agreement between the two maps at all. To make an objective test, however, let's remove the lines altogether. And then there's very little resemblance left. But these particular stars are selected from a large catalog of star positions. Our vantage point in space is also selected to make the best possible fit with the hill map. If you can pick and choose from a large number of stars, viewed from any vantage point in space you want, you can always find something resembling the pattern you're looking for. I'm surprised that nobody could find a better fit to the Hill map. The Hill's own psychiatrist described their story as a kind of dream. There's no corroborating evidence. The star map argument is worthless. 
And yet, this is one of the best attested cases of UFO close encounters. For all I know, we may be visited by a different extraterrestrial civilization every second Tuesday. But there's no support for this appealing idea. The extraordinary claims are not supported by extraordinary evidence. Well, look at that. Yeah, that's kind of... I saw something like and that, that is it was from Cosmos. Oh, oh, the original one? Yeah. Yeah, so I read that instead of yeah. watching that. <clears throat> but it is interesting, like, really when you get down to it. So, but yeah. So uh, let's talk about the uh, Marjorie Fish. What? She's the one that did the star map. What, 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 are, what are we going to oh, say about is that You don't really want to talk about it then? Uh, she uh, made the map using, like, beads and chains. Right. Uh, using whatever data she could come across. Yeah. As a, what was she, an amateur <coughs> astronomer? Or was, no, I think she was an elementary, elementary school teacher. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Hold on, let me find it. It literally tells me what she is in here, but I'm pretty sure she was a teacher. A elementary school teacher. And she had a bachelor science degree in sociology and a minor in science from Juanita College in Huntington, Pennsylvania. Okay, and then we went on to Bowling Green. So, uh, yeah. But, um, I mean, I understand what Carl Sagan's saying. Now, for argument, like, sake, like, obviously, like, Like, I, I get, I know that he's, like, saying, like, no, it doesn't show any resemblance and stuff, but it does, there are still some similarities, which I also get that you can literally go into the sky and pick out that same thing, right? Like, we, like, I mean, he's right. It probably would be a little easier to, uh, or, it, I am surprised that we haven't found one that could be more, but, <clears throat> I mean, those are a little bit more separated, but... They're right there. You take that away and scrunch that up a little bit. Or, I'm sorry, you move that down, put that there, and that's right there. And then, like, I mean, there are similarities. I mean, you got the bottom star, even. <clears throat> so, I mean... The, the bottom star is... I No, I'm saying the, just the bottom left star. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the the left side of the map is more is more of something than the right. So is it, so what are the lines for? Uh the the lines on just yeah Betty drew the lines. Uh it's just like connections between the stars, like okay. star, like that is their. Route that they would take. Okay, so I actually did read something about how, like, uh, I want to say, like, the two bigger ones and stuff, they had, like, a trade route and and, and things like that. And then one of <laughs> these were is you, supposed to be saying? the sun. Do it. And it's from our vantage point? Uh, this is from the vantage point of, I believe, Reticuli. So from there, one of those is our son. I believe so. So soul is in that. 
Anyways, Matt, weren't you saying that um, <clears throat> one of those stars had like a planet around it? If I remember correctly, or a couple of them did. Yeah. So we're okay. So that's Sol. Yeah. So, like the that that one right there. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna just get the lines back. Okay, so it's this one. So it's that one. The middle point, and on that map, I guess it would still be the middle point. It looks like it. Yeah. Alright. That's, I mean, it's so interesting to me. Like, I, I don't, honestly have no idea, like... Like I just I, I like Jimmy. I mean, what do you guys think about the star map? And what do you think about it? I think I remember a couple of years ago somebody said that it actually was almost correct. I don't remember where it came from though. I uh, data that has come out since then has uh kind of redone the numbers per se of the numbers that Fish was using to make her recreation mm -hmm. uh, and it's even wronger than her, than it originally seemed pretty was much it? okay so because uh, she was using they were using data to just kind of estimate like distance and like spacing between stars and then more data came out later on and said yeah a bunch of these are just kind of wrong they're further away or closer bigger smaller that yeah, kind but of I mean stuff. if you were at I mean okay so but Betty was going over it as in she was seeing it outside of like a spaceship right yes but they would have had accurate data allegedly right like what if she was looking out like I mean I mean her vision comes into play right like, was she... Now, I remember, like... Well, she said she saw it. They showed her on a map, but they never explained. Oh, so they just showed it? I, I can't remember if she, like... Because there's another one... Maybe that was Travis Walton. I can't remember. But there's one where, like, they're looking outside and they're, like, seeing all this mm -hmm. shit. I can't remember. I believe it said she was seeing a, like, 3D holographic projection and that is just kind of the way she saw it. I mean, what was it that she... I mean, she couldn't understand the distance, really. Yeah, I mean, but what if, like, I mean, and also she's just recreating... The line part I don't care about, but even, like, whenever you take the lines away, I still can see resemblance. Again, though, you could probably find that a thousand times in the sky. Like on a, on on a very clear night, you yeah. know what I mean. So that's the only thing that like it, that sucks is that I understand, especially where like Carl Sagan's coming from because it is fucking Sagan, right? Like you can't just fucking well, you can't say he's a dumbass because he's not. But like, it just seem it just seems to me like, and also like I'm not gonna lie, like Carl Sagan was one of those guys that. He wanted aliens to be real and everything, but he he wanted to do it the right way, right? Yeah. Like, there he was open minded, but he was open minded with science. So that meant if there with Betty and Barney Hill, it is unconventional science. Carl Sagan was a very traditional science guy. If 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it didn't, if it didn't go by those terms, then it doesn't count. Like I'm sorry, but it's almost like they were bending the rules to fit their story, which yeah. I get that too. I do, but it does come down to like one of those things where it's like sometimes, and I even see this even like with Bigfoot researchers or all that kind of stuff. Sometimes you got to get unconventional with unconventional things, like like looking for Bigfoot and stuff. Like I mean. A lot of people that do casts of the of the print and everything, it used to just be a cast and everybody would get thrown out. Well, now the cast that they're thinking that actually could be real is the one where, like, right in the middle of, like, where the arch would be is kind of, like, flattened because of the, you know, when you click and click, but when you step yeah. and, like, when you lift up, it kind of, like, distorts the dirt even more, the ground underneath you. They're saying that that seems more likely now to be a thing because, like, if somebody was in a costume, it's it'll distort, but it'll the sides wouldn't distort as much. It's like wearing a boot in the sand. Yeah. You know, like you can make a print, and it'll be a full print. Um, so it's just like pressure points. But like for me, like I don't know. I, I think we're getting into stuff that like our brain doesn't understand. So sometimes we have to think outside the box. Even like with that Skinwalker Ranch stuff, like everything that you have to do there to kind of understand it but I also I don't think and just like I was saying about Carl Sagan's publisher and stuff that there was already beef going on I'm going to probably say that I, I think Carl Sagan believed in life outside of earth but I think that for this particular story it, it was probably just signed off the whole time I mean as you can tell like I mean he's calling it ridiculous and yeah. cheaply and stuff like that but, I mean, to these people, it was real. I mean, both of them died believing this happened. Um, which, to me, I know that's not really, like, I guess to a lot of people a big deal because we believe shit all the time when we die. But, like, I'm saying, like, at the same time, usually if it's a hoax, you fuck up somewhere. Yeah. Like, you really do. Um, maybe maybe she, maybe she killed, um, that's stupid, but maybe she killed Barney. Because he was slipping. Like, you know, like he never wanted to talk about it. He he was slipping. She gave him high blood pressure. She made him an alcoholic. I mean... The way that I read about her in this book... She seems like, uh... No, again... I mean, she seems like a nice lady. Real down to earth. <laughs> yeah. Anyways... Um, I just think that, uh, she probably could have, she was on edge and then she also got really obsessed with it. So I'm sure that he was probably really stressed out all the time. And I'm sure she had a little hand in that. So, but yeah, so I mean, I mean, I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think about like, I mean, I guess, are you, have you seen the star map without the, yeah. the lines in it? So like, what, like, do you see the resemblance? It's... But I understand that you can find that pattern in other areas. Yeah, I do. Like, I understand that. Be, it doesn't have to be zeta reticuli. I mean, because they say now that it doesn't really make it doesn't really make sense how she did it. She could have misunderstood him. I mean, yeah. To me, well, I mean, at the same time, though, I mean, she's just fucking drawing dots, right? I mean, it's a binary star system, so it could be. Yeah, but she's not that fucking advanced in this shit. 
Yes. Uh, my thoughts tie in later. Okay. Well, what about you, Darius? What do you think about the star map? Again, you can probably like find it everywhere. Everywhere. Like, but see, that's what makes it so interesting to me because at the same time, you can argue. That's just like. Okay, so like, let's take some more cryptid stuff, right? Like, okay, so with Bigfoot. You know, one of the, the things with Bigfoot is like the T or the, the T the tree, uh, kind of like the trees coming down and like folding, and it almost looks like a nest or like uh, marking territory or something. Like, I mean, how many other places can you find that? At? I mean, you can kind of find that. I mean, shit, dude. How many times as a kid did you guys go tie little, little young pine trees or like fuck around with them and bend them all the way down and. Or, like, especially, like, my, like, people my age, like, fucking, fucking with shit after Blair Witch Project, <laughs> like, you know? My, uh, so my dad used to tell me a story about when him and his cousins were, uh, younger. They were taking, like, the younger pine trees that were thicker, mm-hmm. and they would bring them down, you know, get somebody to sit on it, and they just launch them over. <laughs> they fucking catapult. They were crazy. Crazy. Crazy kids. All right, Skipper. Well, I mean, that's kind of it, really. Like, she did... She she kind of got... I mean, just kind of fell off after that. Like, started once Once mainstream scientists, like, really kind of was like... No. No. They kind of fell off. She started seeing UFOs everywhere when there most definitely was not one. In one incident, so... I don't remember exactly who this guy was but he went like ufo spotting with her uh she said oh look there's one right there and it was a street lamp so i mean she i mean she has some ptsd i don't know i'm not gonna lie to you guys like i feel like okay so for well i guess we can get into it later but i feel like uh you got some scientists that I feel like don't necessarily think too far outside the world of strange. And I really think like, as I, I have Carl Sagan books upstairs, like I, I like him a lot. Um, you know, I remember as a kid watching Cosmos, I mean, there were repeats, but I can't remember watching that shit as like a kid, but and I always liked him. But for me, he was always a guy that, you know, he stayed on the path, which is fine. That's what you do. But then you got, like, Stan Friedman and um, even, like, in a sense, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Like, he kind of yeah. he kind of jumps over, you know? He has a little bit of fun. Like, But, like, I feel like if you don't have a scientist that thinks so much outside the box, then you're not going to get outside the box. Yeah. You're not going to get you're outside. You're not going to extend it. You're right. just going to get what everybody says that's what it is. Right. And, again... Carl Sagan's amazing. He did great work. Um, a bunch of my space books are written by him, and he he was brilliant. I just think that like he was kind of he believed the mainstream, mm-hmm. like he didn't, and he he went against or he did, wouldn't go against it. That is how I believe that. I don't know if you guys. I mean, it's kind of there, but I mean, I don't right. know if you guys believe the same. But yeah. 
So, I guess we can just talk about, uh, I mean, what we think happened. I mean, it's such a big story to really get in depth with, and there's tons of books, there's tons of documentaries, TV shows. I just got a movie with James Earl Jones. <laughs> I'll get that in, in a month. So, but yeah. So I'm 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 excited to listen to Skipper's theory. So I want to hear. I'll, I'll I'll go last. Ah, fuck. Okay. All right. So Matt, what's your theory? <laughs> so I want it to be more of an alien abduction. <laughs> but but for like years it just didn't add up. Like it, like all their stuff fits with all the movies and shows that came out right before it. I mean, who knows? Maybe. They, the movies and stuff got it right however it was too recent that it happened um, and I mean yeah they passed a lie detector test and stuff like that but I mean, they honestly believe that they got abducted and I also feel like that they could have been drugged at some point. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's not my Because way. at one point, they did stop at a diner. Shit fucking took a left turn. <laughs> like, damn. Because <laughs> at one point, they did stop at a diner for coffee and stuff you like that. You never trust those New England diners. And they were an interracial couple, which wasn't really a big thing back then. And... Yeah, a lot of people think... I, I was actually... When I was watching a documentary, people were, like, thinking... Um, oh, it's it's New England. It's like New Hampshire right. and all that stuff. Like, no, they're 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 really accepting and they're right. super progressive out there. And they're like, nope, nope. They actually Betty and Barney Hill dealt with a lot of yeah, lot of like shit. They're part of the NAACP and a bunch of other civil rights stuff. Good for them, you know. Right. And I feel like at some point they got drugged or something happened and like. Like, hallucinated like, it? Right. Or that, and, like, you get abducted by a bunch of guys in suits in the woods back then. What do you think it is? Um, I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like a bad time. Yeah. Now, did the Men in Black ever come into the story? Did you guys know. ever see any of that? I don't think it would. Unless we're going to say the men in black are the aliens, no. then no, they're never specifically mentioned. Yeah, like, black. I never found... I honestly would have figured they would have been, but... I remember watching a documentary about it, something about the country, but I don't remember if it was them or not exactly. I think it was just certain alien abductions. Gotcha. Um, alright. Uh, I'm not saying this is what I believe, but <clears throat> the theory that we were talking about earlier before the podcast where it either was, uh police officers or the KKK is right, an interesting that's one. Where I'm get. Yeah. Police officers being because of the lights that were following them and you know and uh, you know one of the things that was being asked in the um, in this, the comment section that of the article I was reading um, they are like well, why didn't he tell them like that was the case and a lot of the you know a lot of people were discussing that maybe he didn't want to accept the fact that that was the case that humans are capable of doing such evil things like that as well right or he just didn't want to you know he was in such denial I don't know that that was just one of the things I was talked about um it jumped between KKK and police a lot um 
Right. Yeah. I mean, you just made a more human. I don't know if he observation. Read I, didn't, I didn't read the same article, but that's like what my theory was. So, but, but what do you think it is? I mean, that's a cool theory, and that's definitely on the table. You don't know. Come and on. And you can also say just do one thought. You're 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 one. Yeah. And I don't know. We're not even going to do what we want it to be. It's it's what we really think it is. Because I feel like with things like this, like, obviously we want to be aliens. Like, that's stupid for us. Not, or maybe we don't. Yeah, you know, that might be scary. But we want it to be that. But probably, uh, I can see it being police officers or, or the cake. I you really think that's... came more honestly. Than you really think that's what it was? It was a hate crime? Yeah. And you could think, you could say, argue hmm. that the needle that they injected her with was a way of birth control and messing up something where she couldn't have kids. Mm-hmm. Well, she already had kids, I think, right? Well, I'm talking about not with Yeah, I know, but... Cause, well, they were older when they got married. They were in their 30s, 40s? Yeah, older. Yeah. That's how uh, old Late, back late then. 30s. And, uh... I'm not. I don't know. He had. I know he had two kids from a previous right. marriage. I don't, I don't know. If she okay, did so I can't remember. I knew he did. Yeah, he, he had, had two kids. boys, and I think they were in Philadelphia. But I don't remember if it was because, like again, going back to the interracial thing. I don't know. It gets tough back then. Yeah. I mean, even today, it seems to be tough in some areas. Stupid. Mm-hmm. Stupid. All right. Well, I guess it's my turn then, since Skipper wants to go last with it. So. I have a couple. Th- My main thing. The star map was interesting to me, and I'm, I don't. I don't just throw that away to the side. Um, I will say that after investig- doing research and stuff like that and reading about it, that's not exactly a staple like it used to be. However, Project Blue Book and um, shit that Air Force Base and. Uh, Peace? Peace. Yeah, Peace Air Force Base. Um, they're kind of like... They were... Well, Project Blue Book, to me, they brushed it off. Like, right... They contacted Wright Pat so much during this that they just didn't give a fuck. Mm. Um, they brushed it off as weather. <laughs> and and then Peace did it as Jupiter. That was, like, literally their final, basically, yeah. assessments. I don't... They identified Jupiter. I do not think either one of those are correct. No. And I will also say that the, the stuff on their car and the, the weird magnet, like the magnetic field that, that was going on, to me that was also really weird. And I'm going to have to, like, I'm not have to, but for me, like, personally, like, I really think that, uh, I do think it was a saucer. Now, whether it was aliens or whether it was just humans doing the, you know, like the, like how we talked about before, maybe that is our technology, you know? Shit, it wasn't that long after World War II, maybe it was Nazi technology. I don't know. I'm just saying, I do believe, I believe- Some kind of experimental technology. I believe what they saw was an ex-experiment. Okay, well, I, I guess, I, I do. I kind of do believe that. However, I am. I'm not so certain it was extraterrestrial. But for me personally, because there's stuff that does come out all the time still, I'm very much on like 
If somebody would have asked me, do I believe that they were abducted? I believe they were abducted. Now, do I believe they were abducted by aliens or humans? That's a different story. Mm-hmm. But I do... I, I, the way that they described the movement, the way that... Now, when Blue Room shrugged it off, they kind of set me off because I was like, shit, maybe this isn't real because I feel like Heineck would have... Yeah. He got into that stuff. But then when I started reading his, like, accounts, I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's, like, right. Maybe it was a combination of stuff. I definitely am throwing Jupiter completely out the window. Uh, also because they were looking at the wrong part of the sky for Jupiter to be in. I can't remember the specifics. I just remember it was not the right yeah. side of the sky. So, but yeah. Um, um, go ahead. But I, I just definitely don't think... I don't think it was... I don't necessarily think it was fake, and that's all. Like, I, I'm not gonna say like I. Uh, I think that it was 100% aliens. There was. I remember one reading one story. It was a guy who, like, was was skeptical about it, and he redid like their whole trail, like where they went and everything like that. And there was a signal tower on the mountain. Or signal station, right on the mountain, and he said that that was the light that they saw and the following because the way the world turned, right, and it came around with them. See now, I'd be cool with that, but the fact that it goes from south to north and the yeah. north to south, like, but however, it does leave in the north, and I did read that too that it could have been that. Um, but my only thing is, is that it wouldn't have made sense for it to when they were stopped for it to come closer. Right. Mm-hmm. They keep moving. Right. But I mean, maybe, you know, I don't know. I really don't. But alright, Skipper. It well, is your turn. So, pretty early into my research for this episode, I had a thought that Ooh. what if this wasn't Dangerous. aliens? What if this is nothing extraterrestrial at all? And so I noticed the timeline of. Uh, check some numbers and this is prime time for um it's MK Ultra to be taking place. <laughs> nice. It's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Especially since they were already going under hypnosis. Yeah. No, like the entire Oh yeah, but I'm saying like, I, I know that was, later on. Yeah, I know that, but I'm saying like just like because that's already involved, like okay. mind control thing. Like, that would explain uh, why they felt, like, so bad after the incident. Just, it was a really bad, you know, trip, really bad experience. Right. Um, Let's see. The only thing I haven't found an explanation for would be the metallic circles on the car. That's, but it seems to me that's Which could just be, like, some circular magnets. That that's all I've got for that one. Well, yeah, but it's like I'm pretty sure it was flesh. Yeah. That, so that's like the but for me that's why it's so weird because in the mag, if I go out to the truck and I put a magnet on there, and then I bring a compass out, it's gonna do it's gonna make it go wonky. But like if I take that magnet off, and I put it there, it's not gonna do that, anything. That's the thing. That's the only thing I can't account for with this theory. <sighs> like the star map. Um, So, obviously, this would be run by the government. Right. Because it is a government project. Yeah. Um, 
so the star mat is just kind of a way to um, give credibility to the alien theory. Right. It. I'm not sure, like, if they had, like, Fish's recreation. Right. If they already had something like that, like, pre-made. Right. And just, like, implanted it in her. Right. And then, you know, it got messed up in her interpretation and then fish remade the original pretty much right um that could also explain uh uh barney's uh health yeah whatnot decline yeah yeah and then it could probably explain also like maybe and the cia was also running uh Operations in Canada, which is where they were coming back from at the Niagara time. Niagara Falls. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they had a guy... They were coming back from... What is this place called? Uh, Montreal. They were coming back from Montreal, and they had a guy in there that was uh, actually there at the time uh, hmm. running right. their psych psychedelic experiments that's really actually CIA was paying him to take it across the border hmm. what do you guys think about that MK Ultra I think that would also bleed into like the hysteria of UFOs it helped with that whole thing yeah. and what so we don't know why they would have selected the hills as their like test subjects in this specific instance but they were testing a lot of random people oh yeah but yeah, we got an episode I'm, on it midnight climax yeah I'm, they probably checked a couple boxes right one of which was probably they were uh in the leadership of their local NAACP so it was and so if they're doing any political they were it was a spy thing it, if they're doing any kind of espionage like things that's crazy to think about isn't that in a weird way like like doing all this just to spy on the NWCP um so not only uh, when we talk about MK Ultra, it's usually about like the drugs and that kind of stuff right but there's also other like projects because they sent out the order to you know wipe all the files right only like 20,000 survived which sounds like a lot but when it ran for over like 20 years yeah that's not a lot of files not at all uh so one thing they were uh, were apparently working on was uh i think it was called psychoelectrics which is pretty much brain implants yeah uh and so why not try to get someone in right I mean high, when, high in politics really when you think about it too like uh, maybe he couldn't maybe I mean, his maybe body was, couldn't handle it maybe they right. decided to get rid of but him. also maybe it was a combination of but like the way the the uh, the act of doing it maybe it was a combination of both maybe they did use an experimental craft to make everything kind of more it could have just been a helicopter with like a really bright flat spotlight. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and then they, they and then arms. they doctored the memories. Yeah, but also at the same time, like I could totally see like I don't know because I I believe that we have like the uh, 
the magnetism like propulsion already. Yeah. Like I, I definitely there it would be stupid not to, right? Like you really would be, especially since that is, like, a common way to even move things. <laughs> like yeah. it's just like it's it, 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 and it's actually a very efficient way. Um, but yeah, like I could see it going both ways. No, that's a really interesting theory. And see, that's, I, I, that's I found this whole paper written by some guy. Um, I didn't even get halfway through it. There's a lot here. It's how many pages is this? Uh, fifty pages. Super. I read over probably three hundred pages. I I. I found out I was doing this episode oh. this past weekend. Yeah, that's true. And I found this document today. Right. That's fair. That's fair. All right, guys. Do you have anything else to say? Um, on a believable scale, should we rank that like a one through five? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just seeing if there's anything else. There's also some like weird personal connections. Uh, let's see. Uh, this uh, alleges that they were already under uh, surveillance by the Air Force hmm. uh, through uh, Major McDonald, who had become friends with Barney. Right. Uh, and part of the uh, thing that bleeds into that would be when uh, Betty wrote the letter to Kehoe, mm-hmm. they were getting... Several, I don't know an exact number, but they were getting a lot of letters like that right. all the time. But he had someone out there to interview them within 24 hours right. with like top level scientists, hmm. uh, including C.D. Jackson, uh, who had previously worked on psychological warfare techniques for Eisenhower. It does seem weird, right? Like, it does seem like there's a... That's what I'm telling you. Like, like to the audience and to us, like... Is it, like... It, to whoever of us, like, just scrape the surface. Like, there's so much more. There's literally, literally there a Betty and Barney iceberg. There is. So, I definitely think that this is something that everybody needs to check out. And get into the... Like, I think like Skipper did. Think of the... Uh, of a whole different route, you know? Look at names. Look at where those names come from. Like, look at their background. Like, why the fuck is that guy even there? Yeah. Like, I got halfway through, like, the first, or, like, the second paragraph, and I was yeah. like, I wonder if this lines up. Yeah. And MK Ultra, I mean, that's that's a big deal through the 60s. A lot of people do not know. So, but right, guys. I think that's every. That's what happens when you burn most of the files. That that is very true. Um, Do you guys have anything else? No. Alrighty. Well, I hope you guys have a. It's two o'clock. Nobody needs to know that. Nobody needs to know that. Uh, But we'll be back. You know, next. uh, Yeah. Honestly, I think we've been doing this every Thursday, so I think this might become a Thursday show. Today's Tuesday. Make it early. Make it early on Thursday. I know what today is. It's Tuesday. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for ruining that. that. It's, it's Wednesday. Wednesday. Sorry, it's Wednesday. Which isn't bad. It's the night day before. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. But yeah. Well then. Thanks for listening. 
to our thoughts and inquiries on the Betty and Barney Hill UFO experience. Peace out.